I'll say I think that his little bald head cracked like an egg, and I think he's completely lost it. back episode five uh lots of things to be mad at and upset about um morg what what's gnawing at the craw sticking in the craw the most today <laughs> should we tell people what the show is oh yeah welcome back to uh <laughs> the style brothers new york sports everything sucks every single team is a mess and uh uh we're changing our name to sbny but it's still gonna be the style brothers new york sports but we're gonna start going by sbny so keep an eye out for that um anyway i'm mad about stuff morg do you want to go first <laughs> yeah well i was kind of planning on you doing a lot of the heavy lifting today because <laughs> i'm running on about 90 minutes of sleep because i had to leave for work at one in the morning I had a 2 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. shift, so... Oh, boy. I'm kind of uh I recently started a job working with three, four, and five-year-olds uh, at an elementary school, so I was actually planning on you doing most of that. <laughs> All right. It. It's going to be a great episode. It's going to be a high-energy pod. All right. Uh, um, uh, oh, anyway, actually, yeah. it might be because I really am upset <laughs> with every single team in New York right yeah, now. Yeah, and I'm upset about something that we said last week, which was that we didn't know who legendary character actor Luis Guzman was. <laughs> Oops. And I would like to clarify, um, after skimming his IMDb page, I actually have seen this man in several projects, and uh, by several I mean two, and uh, I would like to you to guess what those are. Um, okay, um, Story Avenue. No. <laughs> that was the one that you I... Get, you get three guesses, there, this won't be the whole episode. Okay, hold on, there was like, first, was he in an episode of Breaking Bad or something? I feel like that was on there. Weirdly close. It, what was it? Shit. It was... Uh, don't tell me. I may have missed something on the page, but... No, the there was something in there me. that I was like, oh, I saw him in this, and like it was... I can't remember what it was, but it was like a Breaking Bad or... Um, okay, well, I'll tell you... you know, yeah, go, you, you go ahead. I, I don't have a good guess for I'll this. just tell you. The first thing I saw him in was a 2018 episode of the reality television program Bar Rescue. Ah, shit. Where he played uh, <laughs> one of John Taffer's guys that he sends into the bar to do recon... That's your favorite show. Uh, I yes, it known. is. So I have seen him in that. And then the other thing I've seen him in is the music video for uh, Logic's hit song 1-800-273-8255, no where he plays no someone. Way. So those are the two projects <laughs> where, I've seen Luis Guzman Where he plays a person. Right. And Man. frankly, I think that the anger wow. is a little bit misplaced. I think people can be angry at you for not knowing who he is because you host a movie podcast. I, Me, I'm not I said, I said, I think I know who that is. And I think that's fair when the top two credits come out to be Logic and, uh, again, Bar Rescue. But, no, he's yes. been in other things that I definitely have seen and, and I knew him from. But Yeah, so still. apologies to Luis. I'm, I'm sorry. So. We all we all apologize. This is now both of our shows that have apologized to Luis Guzman. So the, the goose heads can calm down a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, so. We, now that that's taken care of. Where do you want to start? It's up to you. It's um, your show. Okay, so. I think I want to start with Brian Cashman because that <laughs> kind of hit a peak today. Um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, we first of all, we didn't get to yell about Brian Cashman the last time we recorded because he no. spoke about 30 minutes after we stopped recording that right. day. We were like, surely nothing else will happen. No, this is, we got how quotes. That's all you're going to get today. Um, and then Brian Cashman lit the world on fire. Yeah. Um, and then today he kind of did it again, although I don't think it's anything that he did recently. I think it's just something that came out yesterday, um, which is, if you don't know, his quote about Giancarlo Stanton, which I'm going to pull up right now. Well, let me just say this and real we'll quick before you air. pull that up. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Brian Cashman has spent the past week and change like nailing himself to a cross and talking about how nobody respects him and, you know, everyone needs to calm down and making fun of the Yankees. And he has just been going in on reporters like he's the recently departed Bobby Knight. He's just been going off like like he's like, you know, a rock star in the 80s, just going off on the media saying the team it is really like good. It feels like he's been on a bender 
It, yeah. And they caught him on his way out of the uh, the hotel back to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say I think that his little bald head cracked like an egg, and I think he's completely lost it. He's, I think you're right. I mean, like, the last week he's basically been like George Costanza trying to get fired. Like, it, I, if yeah. he was trying to get fired, what in the last week would he have done different? Nothing. Nothing. I think he would have said Hal's an idiot if he was actually trying to get fired or something like that. Um but he didn't go that far. But other than that, that's pretty much it is it is comically similar to what you'd expect a Costanza GM ship to look like. Anyway, this was the quote today. His quote on John Carlo basically boiled down to He's going to wind up getting hurt again more likely than not because it seems to be part of his game. Which here's the thing that I will say about that. Yes. We we know. That's true. Here's the problem. You can't say that. Right. We can all say, you can't say that. Right. You are the one person who is not allowed to say, Hal can say that because he didn't get him. You can't say that because you got him. Right. Aaron Boone can say that because he's the manager. You cannot say that because you're the reason that he's here. All right? Yeah. So you are the one guy who's supposed to, you know, die on your sword in the fact that you gave up basically all of the flexibility that the roster will ever have for a decade so that we could give all of that, you know, maneuverability to Giancarlo Stanton. That's why we don't have, you know, hopes of getting Shohei Otani. That's why we didn't get Bryce Harper. That's why we didn't get Manny Machado. That's why we're not going to end up getting Juan Soto, probably. So it just, unless he waves the no trade clause, which we'll see. But this is just... And it actually literally might be the reason that we don't get Yoshinobu Yamamoto, which is kind of fun to say. Um, <laughs> but uh, and the reason being for that, by the way, Stanton uh, Stanton's agent is a guy named what was it? Derek Wolf, Justin Wolf. Yeah, some kind of you know something like fake '80s cop sounding. Yeah, yeah, literally, it sounds like a uh, maybe it's just because of Dick Wolf. Um, his agent, I have the quote: Joel Wolf. There it is. <laughs> Okay. Sounds like a, a PI from the Bronx. Um, so Joel Wolf, Stan's agent, happens to also be the agent of Yoshinobu Yamamoto, uh, which, if you don't know, is like the number one pitching prospect to come out of the anywhere ever since like uh, freaking Steven Strasburg. Um, here's the quote from him. I read the context of the entire interview. I think it's a good reminder for all free agents considering signing in New York, both foreign and domestic, that to play for that team, you've got to be made of Teflon, both mentally and physically, because you can never let your guard down, even in the offseason. First Wait. of all, shut up. Second of all, you're right. Wait. <laughs> Third of all, please don't stop us from getting Yamamoto because of this. We don't claim Brian Cashman. No, well, He's off the rails. Yeah, he is off the rails. <laughs> Go on. Uh he said in that little uh, little clip, uh, foreign little, and domestic. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he's quoting the oath of office that the United States gives to the yes, military. The threats both foreign and domestic. Yes, okay, that's that's, that's, that's what he did. Joel Wolf. He's uh, he sounds also like a weird senator that you would see pop up on like Seth Meyers or something. Listen, being if he made fun of. If he came out and said, "Well." I'll simply tell my client Yamamoto to not sign with the New York Yankees yeah. while they employ Brian Cashman. I would donate money to his company. He would <laughs> be the savior same. of this franchise. He would. That's it, people I think realize that Cashman is like this is all out of character for him, like whatever is going on and it, maybe that that should be like the front office like canary in the coal mine type deal. It's like, "Hey, Whatever he brought to the table is gone. It's right. like any competitive yeah. edge you had from the time he was hired in 1998 yeah. to now has completely evaporated, and the rest of the league has lapped you. He's pissing off agents of megastars. Well, I've said this for years about Cashman. He's like <laughs> he's an idiot. He's an antisocial little worm. Yes. Who everyone well who said. has any kind of interaction with him comes away being like, man, I really didn't like that guy. Yeah. Like, every single player hates him. This is not just a business thing. This is like he actively destroys relationships with several of his own players and if you want to talk about like accomplishments he's had yes he won the ring in 09 that was mostly Hal opening the checkbook to christen the new stadium with a ring but you want to talk about some the biggest splash that he's landed okay i can think of two things in the last few years and that's garrett cole and aaron judge and both of those deals were done mostly above <laughs> cashman's head yeah with hal steinbrenner or in judge's case with aaron boone and hal steinbrenner i think cashman might have been more involved on garrett cole because i think he always wanted garrett cole at least that seems to have been the word on him well he did want cole but uh, he did but i'm saying that that could have been him i think but judge we we know was 
literally Hal and probably mostly Aaron Boone. <laughs> yeah, well, so, they were going to Cash was going to let him walk and then yeah, Boone texted him and said do you, do you want to be a Yankee and he right. said yeah and then he said I'm going to tell Hal to call you and then Hal called him and they, they ironed got the it deal out. Done. But amazing. Yeah, Cashman it, had nothing to do with it. <laughs> he's checked out. He's and like he's always been kind of prickly. Like uh, he like I remember like ten years ago when A Rod was coming back. He quite famously right. said that when A Rod was talking about oh I could play this year, he said A Rod needs to shut the fuck up. Well, that's the thing. It used to be with guys who were worthy and deserving of like. You know the pushback and the prickliness yeah. and the and the prickness in well, general. Well, maybe, but not even <laughs> Derek Jeter when he had his meeting with yeah, Derek Jeter, Jeter as a free agent. He told Derek yeah. Jeter that he would rather have Troy Hanley Tol- Ramirez and Troy, Troy Tulowitzki yeah. over him, and he said that to Derek Jeter, who's the icon of icons for any team in professional what? sports. You sure? Really? Yeah. Well, anyway, that's surprising. Yeah, isn't yeah. that weird? Um, imagine, imagine being Brian Cashman trying to pick a fight. With Derek Jeter. And actually, Michael K. brought that up. Uh, well, it actually wasn't him. It was Don LaGreca, who's the best. Love Don LaGreca. He, he's, like, trying to find, like, fan the flames that the uh, the internal people who Cashman was struggling with uh, was Aaron Judge. And All I right. thought that was sure. really funny, which I don't I don't think that's true. I think he knows that wasn't true. But um, he was like, imagine him trying to win that popularity contest in New York where it's Brian Cashman against Aaron Judge. It's like, who are the happen. fans going to back there? Like, but... The thing is, there's, like, for lack of a better term, a cold war going on between the players, the ownership, and it feels like the GM at this point. Because he's, like, outwardly shitting on, like, everything and everybody. He's being disrespectful to the media, the fans, the players now, agents. Like, I don't... And he, he even he's disrespectful to guys who aren't on the team constantly. Like, that was the, the Bryce Harper thing. Like... I just don't understand why his employment is permanent. Well, let me <laughs> like, say this. Well, I do understand why, but I'm, I'm anti. Go right. on. Uh, this is something I read on, on Twitter over the summer from an account that uh, I, I can't say their name in polite company, but it's, sure. uh, they're a Yankees fan account that's pretty vocal on Twitter, and you might know who I'm talking about. So Probably. They, yeah. they said that Brian Cashman's position in the Yankees is not dissimilar from the position that Vladimir Putin holds in Russia, where he's so cemented in at this point that if he was removed, the entire operation might collapse because there's literally no chain of command to follow him. It is his show. He is the only one there. There is nothing That's after him. It's not impossible. It's true. He Hal has only ever known Brian Cashman to be the I GM. Know. I know it, that. If know he that. got rid of Brian Cashman, how is he running that hiring process? Hal's a hands-off guy. We know that. Who's his baseball per- person that's going to head up that operation? He doesn't have anyone. Cashman's his Damon only conduit. <laughs> no, he, he should be gone, too. He's a fucking I, bozo. Yeah, I know. They produced I, one guy in the draft in the last 30 years. I know. I'm with you. I don't disagree. with. I, that's the thing. I, I don't think that that's false. I just don't think that that is possible. I mean, you bring in Sabian and, and Manaya, who are, you know, old-timey baseball heads. Like, you know, they're, like, the guys to be brought in. Who last year was, like... Uh, did Brian just accidentally hire his replacement or something? No. It's like, no, probably not. Those guys not. probably sat at home but all year and didn't even get on a conference that's, call. That's what I was going to say. I don't know how involved they even were. They weren't. I feel like that was kind of a, a face-saving move for Brian, who last year people were already pissed at him because of the whole you know mess that the year ended up being in the playoffs, and it just felt more of the same. At least this year was a little different. You know what? You got to give him credit for that. He stopped doing the same thing every year. I don't have to um, give him fucking credit for anything. <laughs> I've been wanting him fired for eight years. No, the the, the joke being that things got worse. Um, That's true. Yeah, but it's uh, because you know they were they were plateauing, and so he was like, "Well, we got to switch something up." So that's they went, true. They they were like, "Fuck it." They stopped let's, being let's almost go under five hundred and started um, being worse. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I have firmly been on the anti Cashman train for uh, when was the Harper off season? Twenty eighteen. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, so since then, uh, and before that, I was kind of like you eighteen know, into nineteen. I didn't so. really have a strong opinion on him. I thought he'd always done fine. Um, but yeah, that Harper off season really soured me on him, and I'm never gonna fucking forgive him for that ever. I really won't. I've said it before, and I'm still mad about it, and I really am never going to forgive him for passing on Bryce Harper for no good reason. Um, and I feel like they're about to do 
something similar where Juan Soto is basically, and we can touch on this for a little bit too because yeah. this is good good topic as well. Uh, Juan Soto is basically falling into the Yankees' laps, and it still feels like they're not going to do anything. Right. So, um, so should okay, yeah. Well, let's timestamp it real quick. It's Tuesday, yes. just past six p.m. Yes, on November fourteenth, because you know a lot can change from now until. So right. here's some things that have just happened today. Today, today, so, today like five hours ago. Yeah. So first of <laughs> yeah. all, we've heard that in, in industry sources believe that Juan Soto will almost definitely be traded. To, Everybody says it's like impossible to, that he doesn't get traded. Yeah, to resolve the payroll issues, and a lot of people are saying the Yankees are probably the most likely landing spot. That came out right. today. Then, this afternoon, you know, as I'm waking up from, like, my post-graveyard shift nap, I see that... I was at work, and I just got a notification on my phone while I was in a class, and I was like... Yeah, I, so we see <laughs> Holy that... shit. Peter Seidler, the owner of the San Diego Padres, yeah. tragically passed away. It seems like he'd been fighting cancer for quite it some time. It seems that he'd been sick um, for a while, yeah. Which is, it's sad and Really sad. He, yeah. he was seemed to be one of the better owners in baseball. Guy yes. was always willing to spend. Padres fans loved him. So that happened today. So today. obviously, you know, there's you don't want to skip over the human cost to that, which is no, a man losing his sad, life. But, but yeah. also, who knows where this puts the Padres now? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe he has kids that are going to take over. I haven't heard anything. I, I have no idea who's going to be running the Padres. Um, but if you're A.J. Preller and you are realizing that all of the motivation that was coming behind the signings that you guys had last year and you're cash-strapped and you have basically a $35 million fucking anchor that you're going to have to deal with, which you could just get rid of, you know... Um, you have to you yeah. have to trade him. That also means Blake Snell's not coming back, no. even though they offered him a qualifying offer today as well. Um, which he's that's just he to get the free draft. Pick. He's not Obviously. taking no, the eighteen I, and a half I, or whatever. It is. I know that. That's not no, no, what no, I'm I saying. Know. I'm just saying, like they they did offer that. So like you know, there's your there there's your draft pick. They like so he's he's gone. He declined it. Um, you have. Uh, Josh Hader is gone as well. Yep. Um, he declined it as well, so that's that's over. Which, by the way, I don't know if Hader is going to – I guess he'll get years, but I don't think his AAV is going to be higher than $18, 19000000 million. Mets. That's impossible. Yeah, uh, mm, good good call on that. <laughs> Set up for Edwin Diaz. <laughs> yeah, a $23 million closer. Well, um, so, uh, yeah. And then they they also might move you Darvish because – I, I was going to say, there's they, more pieces still that yet – <laughs> yeah, might fall. And obviously this is all going to take a bit of time. I mean, yes. the, the man just passed away today, and they, right. um, I'm sure that there's a succession plan in place, but we don't know what it is yet. And also, you know, there's grieving processes that families have to go through, right. and they might not be ready to handle business right now. So this is going to take some time. We don't know what the Padres' plan is right now. But, yeah, just a really strange turn of events very, very suddenly. And, yeah, I mean, so the report that came out today said that Juan Soto was the most likely landing spot. Is the Yankees? And well, it was it, it was between the Cubs, the Mariners, and the Yankees. Right, and the Padres allegedly want pitching prospects and Which, pitching depth. The Cubs and the Mariners do not have that. The yes. Yankees have that in spades. I, so it's. I was about to say in spades. No, no way. <laughs> Very good. It's almost like we're related. Uh, <laughs> so the the Yankees have guys like Chase Hampton. They have Clark Schmidt. They have Michael King. They have a lot of young young pitching. Drew Thorpe also. They have yeah, a lot of young Thorpe. pitching prospects. <clears throat> Excuse right. me, and also young established starters um, who are major league ready, uh, and they, you know, believe it or not, and they, like, and I know everybody listening to this probably already knows this. The Yankees farm system is genuinely pretty good. It's not There's, horrible, but it's it's not it's not amazing, but it's not terrible. And there are names in there and pieces that are worth trading. The problem is Brian Cashman has been holding on to his prospects for so much longer than he should for years. Well, let me say this: the, Brian Cashman. Has, like if you look at the guys the Yankees have even traded away, nobody really good has come out of this farm system. There's been like no. five good guys in Ezekiel the last twenty five years. <laughs> so like I mean I don't know how teams value the prospects at this point. Like the, Brian Cashman used to trade every single prospect in the system, right? And none of them would ever turn out to be anything. You know when he traded Brandon Clawson for Aaron Boone, when sure. he, he traded Justice um, Sheffield. Well, that's way later. Paxton. But when he traded Ted Lilly for oh, uh, well, where are you thinking for Jeff Weaver? I'm talking sure. about in the early <laughs> to mid 2000s, like way back. No, but I'm saying yeah. he used to trade every prospect, and then as it got into the 2010s, he kind of stopped trading those prospects and started to hold on to them a little bit, thinking maybe if we develop these guys, maybe we can turn them into something and on field product that's younger and more affordable than what we've been running out there. And they ultimately have not done that. They've got Aaron right. Judge, who's obviously great. 
And who else? What, who has come out of this farm system in Anthony the last Volpe. 20 years? Okay. Gary Sanchez. Too uh, easy. Well, you could argue Glaber kind of did, but they got him from the Cubs. Uh, right. That Brett doesn't count. Gardner. Right. <laughs> Robinson a, Cano. The list drops off immediately. Yeah, Robinson Cano obviously is the highlight. I'm talking about yes. a- after him. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's when you think back. I mean, Gary. Gary is like the guy. And Gary is. Uh, you know, as far as catchers go, honestly, uh, you know, uh, this is very rose-colored glasses now because Gary would have been like, you know, he would have fit right in on the Yanks last year. Um, but they, I don't know, we we were too mean to Gary. Well, I'll he s- wasn't good, but we were too mean to Gary. <laughs> right. And but I'll say this: it's not only Cashman. Yankee fans are obsessed with holding on to these prospects. Yes. I remember in 2010 when they wouldn't trade for Cliff Lee because they yeah. wouldn't give up Eduardo Nunez in right. a deal that would have also included who, David Adams, who's now managing the Single A team. Who was the Justin Verlander? Uh, in 2017. Well, that was about money. That wasn't about prospects because the prospects they ended up getting back, the Tigers ended up getting back were really nothing. It was Daz Cameron, who's Mike Cameron's oh, kid, yeah, who no. was a, mi- a middling prospect at best. Right. And uh, it was about money. The Tigers just wanted to clear that salary, and the Astros were willing to take it on, and the God, Yankees that weren't. Hurts. And they could have even beaten the cheating ass. If they make that <laughs> trade, they win the World Series. Because yeah, the only reason they lost that ALCS one team was Justin because Verlander, they couldn't the beat Justin <laughs> Verlander in Houston <laughs> yeah. twice. Yeah. Now and I'm then mad. 2019, it was Garrett Cole. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. why in 2019, when LeMayhew hits that home run in Game 6, right. I'm thinking, what the fuck's the point? It doesn't matter. they got to go against Cole right. tomorrow, who they can't hit at all. And they just didn't. shut him down at Yankee Stadium. And, and they ended did. up not even having to do that because Chapman's a fucking idiot. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's what that was. But It was the earlier game against Cole when they... Because uh, we got to Verlander in that series in 2019. And that was uh, remember that that was yeah the Aaron, that Aaron was Didi wasn't it or was it Hicks you're right that's what it but, was but the point I'm trying to make here the larger point is that I Cashman, was on a balcony in Italy good times go on nice <laughs> no, it was better fun. than me <laughs> the point I'm trying to make Cashman makes the he goes after the wrong guys and when the right guys are there he then becomes suddenly gun shy and he won't pull the trigger yeah like I understand I was upset about not getting Luis Castillo. But I understand that with to match the package the Reds offered, they would have had to part with Volpe. I get that. But what that was a few years ago was just another reminder that when there's the guy available at the deadline, whether it's Cliff Lee, whether it's Verlander, whether it's Castillo, whether it's Garrett Cole, you, you are going to have to either get that guy or go through that guy, Castillo being the exception. Now, but that's what still. I was going to say. Every time they do that, by the way, their backup plan fails horrendously because yeah. the backup plan last year to Luis Castillo was Frankie Montas. How'd that go? And, and yeah, Not and, great. <laughs> and, before the year, and before that, it is Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney, and right. And then in, instead of Verlander, it was Sonny Gray, who yep. I wanted, but didn't work out. Our thing died. Um, but we were talking really quick about uh, the Yankees when they pivot from their main idea um, – that it never goes well, typically. Um, so that kind of was going to lead me into this offseason really quick. One last thing, I think, on the Yankees. And, the, like, normally, I don't think we're going to do an entire episode about the Yankees, even though we usually could. <laughs> um, but this week just kind of called for it. Um, but, yeah, Morg, what what do you see happening uh, from here on out? Do you think we end up with Soto coming to uh, the pinstripes? Yes I mean, or no? I mean, I don't know. I don't even know where Brian Cashman's at mentally. It seems like he needs a break. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm worried they're going to 5150 him if he stays out there. I'm like, I just don't know what's going on with him. But they should send him to an island for a week. Let him clear his head. <laughs> like, if yeah. I had to bet at this point, I would say the most likely scenario is one of two things: they do get Soto, and they end up uh, he ends up hitting like 240. Uh, yeah, that feels the most likely. Or they don't get him. Um, and he ends up doing that somewhere else because I, I I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm I'm a little concerned. I mean, obviously he's an incredible player. About Juan Soto? Yeah, I mean, I just don't know. He just doesn't like the West Coast. He's an East Coast guy. No, I just don't. If he comes here, I mean, I just I worry <laughs> yeah, about yeah. everyone when they come here. I know. I if know. he goes somewhere else, I I'm not worried about him at all. But if he comes here, I worry. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. They did officially hire James Rosen 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 today. Whatever. Um, row, row, row your sin. So that's good. Uh, they reached out to David Ross about the bench coach job. Um, they also reached out to Andrew Bailey, former Yankee reliever turned uh, San Foolish baseball? Giants pitching coach. Uh, <laughs> his first name is Bailey. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, that's um, right. Andrew Bailey, former high draft pick. Uh, yeah, I remember him. Handful of games for the Yankees in 2015 at the right. end of his career, and then has been the pitching coach for the Giants over the past few years. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that would be A pitcher as a bench coach, doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't jive. 
doesn't feel right. It's fine. Who cares? No. Uh, anyway, the Mets uh, announced Carlos Mendoza. Um, and yes, there's been a couple of news on the Mets front. Uh, number one, it seems that they're out on Otani. And uh, oh no! And number two, <laughs> who's in on Otani? The Dodgers, Mariners, and the Mariners. Cubs? Like, I keep hearing uh, the Cubs. I know the Cubs. I feel like are ready to spend. I I really think he's going to the Dodgers. I, I think I don't, he is too. I don't, I don't even think that's going to be. I think that's a one horse race. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, the Mets uh, seem uh, they seem to think they don't have much of a shot at Otani. They're focusing mostly on Yamamoto and uh, other guys who are maybe in the higher tier, but not at Otani's level. Um, and Mendoza got introduced today. Seems like the press conference went over well. Uh, sure, safe. I think pretty safe hire, honestly. Can I can I say something that might seem mean? Yeah, because I I have no that's fair. I have no problem with Carlos Mendoza at all. Former Yankee bench coach, as everybody knows. But does this not, for some reason, feel so classic Mets? Like they were supposed to get the big fish manager, and now. Option B was a basically no-name bench coach. Well, I'll, I'll tell like, you. I'll tell you why it feels classic Mets. You're right, it does. And, and it, I feel like he's going to get fired in two years. Well, like, the reason it's classic Mets is because the Mets love nothing more than to bring in all the Yankees. They've loved yeah, to do it my whole life. They started with whether it was Miguel Cairo yep. <laughs> in the day, whether it, it was Curtis Granderson. Adam Adovino, Brandon Drury. Yep. Like, I could name, I could sit here all day and name Dellen. guys. Dellen Patances. I could, yeah, exactly. I could sit here all day and name guys that have gone Robinson from Robinson Cano. He's Robinson Cano. <laughs> yeah, so we could do a fair. Yeah. But the Mets seem to have this thing in their heads that if they get Yankees Gary cast Sanchez. Up, yes. All right, we're going to stop with that right, one fine. because it's going to get it's out fun, of though. Um, The Mets love to hire Yankees cast offs. And look, I don't fault them for this. I think this is a good hire. I said it last week, not just because Salicot is a moron. I do think Mendy's a good coach. I've heard nothing but good things. And I have too. I, I That's think not the problem. <laughs> I, it may not be the splash that Mets fans were looking for, but um, it could end up being the better hire. I mean, I, I, it's just uh, you're going to have to wait and see. And I think Mendy, for a team that is going to need to maybe go through some growing pains, especially in the first half of next year, I think he'll be a good coach for that. Now, How is it possible that this Mets team is yet again going through a rebuild growing pain like situation well, and because like in 20- i know how it's just like it this is it's pathetic again like this team has been perpetually rebuilding with the same core for like five years well when they went to the wild card game their best players all had career years right and they were aging then and they couldn't repeat that performance last year and i get that and another thing you've been hearing out of Mets camp is there's some weird shit going on with pete alonzo like you keep hearing that uh, he's either yeah, a clubhouse cancer or, or the leader of the team. Right. <laughs> um, and no in-between. Nobody's yeah. like, he's fine. So, <laughs> right. It's it's very polarizing yeah. for the polar bear. So, it's, ah. I, I didn't plan that. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> uh, so I, that might I, be our title. Yeah, polarizing yeah. for the polar bear. Sure. Yeah. All right, why not? Uh, but anyway, it, it seems like, yeah, it's either, oh, we love Pete. Pete's going to be a Met for life. Or it's um, Pete's gone. He's causing problems in the clubhouse. I have no idea which one it is. If I had to bet, I think these problems are probably overblown just because that's how team the Mets tend to be covered, kind of like the Knicks. You know, right. everything's a bigger deal than right. always. Um, but I do expect them to give Alonzo an extension, and I expect that to probably be kind of an overpay for what he is. You know, which is a slugging first baseman on uh, what looks to be a slight downward trajectory, at least from where he was. He's at the beginning but of last to year. be fair, as far as slugging first baseman go, he might be the best. Slugger, like pure incredible slugger. power. Hitter, like I sure. mean, he's like good for forty-five homers a year, basically, if he stays healthy. I, that's like well, that's what's hard to come me. by. Because what worries me with guys who have never got hurt is that yeah, I mean, they will that they will, <laughs> and unless they don't, which I, some people know, never do. Kelvin never did. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, it does kind of worry me. But and I also think that maybe teams have a tendency to overvalue homegrown guys, which the Yankees do that too. I'm not, you know, obviously. So I think that they might overpay him based on that. But I do expect that extension to get done. I would expect that to get done before opening day, just to kind of quiet all this noise that's going on around the Mets, which I kind of think is ridiculous. I don't think Pete Alonso is causing troubles in the clubhouse. I think he's kind of a square, and I think he's not, a square too. Not one of my favorite <laughs> baseball personalities. I just kind of think he's kind of a dork, but. I he's can't like a little cheese ball. Yeah, I like, can't 
imagine he's, he's like a clubhouse cancer. No, like what's he doing? Like he's what? Like bringing hookers into the team hotel? Like yeah, no, <laughs> no. Have you seen Pete Alonso? Like I, the worst like, thing I can imagine him doing is like playing like John Cena clips. Yeah, for games. To try when to that guy it. tries to curse, it sounds like a seven-year-old who just learned the word bitch. It's right. like it's like so, it doesn't make yeah, any sense. I, mean, I don't know what to do. So speaking of uh, teams like the Mets, uh, the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Let's do that. Sure. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I I've missed I think like two Knicks games in a row because um, I've been again working and tired and and whatnot. I did follow on Sunday yep. the matinee game, yep. um, which I know you were present for, and that was Morg a boring game. So <laughs> would you yeah. like to walk us through how the Garden have felt that day? Had you uh, had you enjoy your experience? Oh, I had a wonderful time as always. I mean. I, I always have. It's always fun to go, even when they suck. Oh, of but course it is. Yeah. I mean, like now that you go there and expecting the team can win, especially playing right. a team like the Hornets. You know, right. it's, you're fun. It's fun to watch. And so it was a good game, basically start to finish. There was really no point the Knicks were ever in danger of that game, except in like. Not that they were in danger of losing, but towards the end, like the last few minutes, they started to slip yeah. a little bit, and I was like, just put the just end put it. your foot just on their like, neck yeah. and just end it. They um, kind of did then. <laughs> which they did. I like that they're spreading the ball around. I and love... by the way, when you said they started to slip, I think it went from like a 25-point lead to like a 17-point lead. That's exactly lead. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and I've seen that evaporate. I was going to say, that that is not out of the realm of possibility that they could blow the whole thing. But the, luckily, the Hornets didn't even, they figured it out. Yeah, the Hornets are so bad. They didn't even belong on the same floor with the Knicks. And no. That's I, a fun sentence. How about that? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I mean, I love how they're spreading the ball around. I love the way RJ is playing. He's having by far the best stretch of his career to start this season. It's unbelievable. If he can stay on the floor, because he wasn't playing last night against Boston due to some migraines, um, it should be all right. Now, they did drop the game to Boston last night, second game of a back-to-back. They've had, I think, three back-to-backs to to start already in this season. Yeah, So whoever's doing the schedule is a lunatic. Um, Take take it easy. (laughs) I didn't see this game last night because I was sleeping, because I had to get up at 1 in the morning. Have Uh, fun. But the Knicks were winning... Uh, in the first half, I know I saw that part, and then they fell, and then I fell asleep, and they ended up losing. So didn't miss that much, but it does seem yeah. that whenever RJ's out, they do seem to be dropping games. So it seems like he's surprised. very important to the, this team. I think we can all agree on that. Look, what are the names Zion Williamson and John Morant have in common? Uh, I was gonna make a joke, but I can't think of anything. Well, they're both busts. Oh, and turns out the Knicks yeah. got the only good player from that draft. Exactly, yeah. John Morant can't stop open the blower on IG Live. And, yeah. Uh, Zion can't hit, stop hitting the Wendy's drive through So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a problem. It's true. But, no, but, um, the, yeah, the Knicks are going as far as RJ is going. If he can keep playing great, then, I mean, I'd see, you know, he could possibly be an all-star this year. Who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. He's been so inconsistent throughout his career. And I've seen him get off to hot starts before, so he needs to keep it up. I um, will I will say when uh did we do did we record after I went to the game? Yeah, that's when we named <laughs> Luis Guzman. You're right. That's right. Oh yeah, you're right. You're oh, right. Apologies oh. once again to Luis. Speaking of apologies, real quick, my free yeah. pick of the week did not hit for the first time. What? Uh so I said take the over on uh Wendy oh, twenty points. Man. He ended up with yeah. fourteen. He was just clamped down by Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, uh, what? Clearly not built for the bright lights. He's a bust. <laughs> you can't be mad about uh Mitch destroying your free pick of the week if you're gonna lose one. Right. That's a pretty good one to lose. And I do have a free pick of the week. Stay tuned for the end of the episode. We'll, for we'll that. get there. We'll get there. Um, I was going to say when uh, when I was at the uh, the Garden seeing the Knicks, uh, R.J. Barrett played that game with authority, and that's like a thing that I've seen you know this season in general from him when he's on the floor. He is commanding. He is a commanding presence this year. When he's good, he's Mitch, a killer. I've always said about it's him. yeah. Mitch is a, like Mitch is playing extremely extremely aggressive defense which is really fun to watch just clamping up one it is and um yeah you still have josh hart playing with all the heart in the world i will never stop making that joke because it still just always fits um jalen brunson is a freaking superstar always i think he's he's been a little he's off to like a slower start than last year um actually i don't remember how he started off last year I feel like he was he great. was he, he was great. He did, right? Out of the out of the gates hot. This year it's been a little bit less so, but there's still a great game here and there, but he, you know, um yeah, we're we're still waiting for like mid-season Jalen Brunson to show up, which he will. Right. So um, and same thing with Julius Randle. Although Julius Randle is we all know what Julius is. He's a head case. So <laughs> yes. okay, so let me just real quick. The Knicks are sitting at 5 and 5, okay? Their next 5 games, 4 on the road. They got at Atlanta, 
at Washington, at Charlotte, at Minnesota, and against the Heat. Now, two of those games, Washington and Charlotte, are must-wins. Atlanta, Minnesota, and Miami are going to be a little tougher, but those are all teams that I do think they can hang You should win Minnesota. Is it in Minnesota? I mean, Minnesota's off to a seven and two start. They're unbelievable this year. Yeah, that's in Minnesota. So, oh my God! Wait, you're right. I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're I'm really sorry. good this year. So yes, they should be. I able always to... get them mixed up with Memphis. Uh, like I've been doing that literally for 15 years. Yeah, I don't and know why. Yeah, and they're no good. But yeah. they should be able if they want to go anywhere. They got to be able to hang with teams like Minnesota, Atlanta, Miami. So that's really those three games over the next five are going to be the test. You have to win Washington and Charlotte, and you kind of have to come out of this. Over 500. So that's what I think over their next five games until that will take you through Black Friday. So, right. yeah, that, I think uh, it's been frustrating. There's been a few frustrating games, but ultimately can't complain too much about the way this team is played. I mean, it's just when a, they're on, they look great. Yeah. It's just that there's, you know, it's mostly you're right. It's the nights that they lose RJ. They just kind of they slip. Yeah. Just and, a little. and rebounding from that tough uh, Milwaukee loss to win three of their last four. I mean, it, it shows right. you it, it's a Tibbs team. You know, he's got the guys ready to play and they play for him uh, as much as, you know, we I might have my issues with Tibbs. I do think that the players do respect him. And I think that um, he's got a good uh, hold of the team. So here's the question yeah. for you. Million dollar question on the Knicks. And now there's an obvious uh, answer to part A of this question. But really, the, do- the doctor was her mom. No, not he stepped on an ice block and then he, yeah. he hung himself. He stabbed him with an icicle. Yeah. No, not that. Okay. Um, so here's here's part A, and it, we could just move straight through. Can the Knicks win a playoff series this year? Yes. Yeah. Right. Can the Knicks win a second round playoff series this year? I don't think so. I I think they could if everything works out, and that's a very lame answer because you could always say that. But this team, I think, has like the balls that are needed to do that. It's just. I think it depends on the matchup, and I really well, think that they, like, well, yeah, I know, but, like, if they end up with a team other than Milwaukee or Philly. Or Boston. I, no, I think they match up with Boston well. Nah. I think they could I think they could beat Boston <laughs> in, in a seven-game series. I think they could. I in think it's seven possible. Games, they've already lost twice to them this year. I, I they, Yeah, and they would still have five more to beat them. I, I think that they uh, could do that. I don't know. I will I, go on the record now and say that the Knicks could beat the Celtics in a seven-game Boston's series. the best team in the East for my money. I don't think they're beating Boston. I think they could, Aren't the Sixers like 7-1 and one Yeah, I think or 8-1 I think something? Boston's better. I, I understand the record. But I think yeah. Milwaukee might be the Knicks' best matchup. They played them the closest out of... Out of uh, they played them closer than they played Boston, so I I still would be more afraid of the Bucks in a playoff series. Listen, I don't want to sit here and compliment the Celtics. That's the last thing I ever wanted in know, my life. I know but they're I really know. good. I know, but I still I I'm telling you, I think uh, I I think based on how the Knicks have played them in the past, and I'm not just going off this year. I'm also going off the Knicks being uh, again not in midseason form yet. They're not firing on all cylinders. They're pretty damn close, and they look pretty good so far, but. When they're at their full potential, if nobody gets hurt, which, again, that's, like, the biggest cop-out in all of sports. But if nobody gets hurt and if everything goes right, <laughs> yeah, I think they could beat almost anybody in a seven-game playoff series. Okay, now time for your favorite segment of the week. 30 More seconds on the Brooklyn Nets. Pick. Oh, <laughs> 30 seconds on the Brooklyn Nets. Great, we have two segments on the show. Okay. One of them is 30 seconds on the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> the other one is Morgan's free pick of the week. I had 30 seconds on the Brooklyn okay, Nets. So, Start the timer now. Okay, starting... Now, so the Brooklyn Nets are doing exactly what a team like the Brooklyn Nets should be doing, Always. which is winning games they should win and losing games that they should lose. Right. They've lost this year to Boston, Milwaukee, Boston again, Cleveland, and Dallas. Those were all good teams. They beat Charlotte, Miami, Chicago, Washington, and weirdly the Clippers. They have who five are wins. Kind of messy. They're five and five, just like the Knicks. Wow. But as I always say Didn't about they start the Nets, out zero and five. Uh, no, they started off three and two. But anyway, oh. as I always say about huh. the Nets, they're well coached. They're a gritty team. They're scoring some points. They're fun to watch. They're beating teams that they should beat, which is all you can ask for from a team in their position. Done. See you next week. Ben Simmons got hurt today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so his season's over. We'll see you next year. He's got some kind of weird injury that he's going to have to go see like a shaman for. I, yeah, I don't. I'm sure. it, it, oh, let me. I can real quick. I can pull that up. Is he the Aaron Rodgers of basketball? No, Aaron Rodgers is much better than Ben Simmons. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, the Ben, it's probably Kyrie's the Aaron Rodgers of basketball. Uh, yeah, actually, that's very true. Um, that's me, a really good point. Good me, poll. Good I, stuff. I don't know what happens. This is why to, we keep you on the show. Thank you. 
Um, there was there was rumblings from the higher ups. Yeah, they they were gonna replace <laughs> me with. Uh, they were gonna bring in Tiki Barber. They were gonna bring in Tiki Barber <laughs> <laughs> to replace me. Um, and let me put in the Woj tweet. Yeah, ben, I thought that was really funny. It All was right. really funny. Yeah, yeah, Ben Simmons is hurt already. Um, yeah. I think he's got some kind of like side pain or. Some That's kind what of, they said. Like abductor tear or yeah. something. I have no idea. Oh, so, so we're going over thirty seconds each, and now we're losing the people. Okay, Nobody we're off cares the nets. about on the nets football. for more than thirty seconds. All right. <laughs> um, so on the football. Uh, can I actually start with what's still a New York sport uh, sports team, but not one of the Giants or the Jets really quick? Yeah. What the fuck is going on with the Bills? So Okay, <laughs> so I didn't see most of this game. I literally woke up in yeah. time to see the last play of the game last night. I woke up at 11 randomly, and I was like, oh, that game's not over. I turned it on and saw the penalty on the field goal, and yeah. I was like, well, of course. I went back to sleep. Naturally. They're just not well That's coached. how the Giants used to lose games, like yes. when they were relatively competent but still bad. Yeah, well, um, they've lost games like that this year, too, to the Bills. Yeah, yeah, but, good point. I mean, they're just not well coached. And uh, today yeah. they tried to put a Band-Aid on it by firing Ken Dorsey. And right. It's That'll just not going to work. <laughs> no. I mean, that's not the problem. The, the The problem is... Do you think they want Brian Dable back? Yeah, I would think they would love that. <laughs> but I don't think the Giants will get rid of him. No. And because and So now, just real quick on the Giants. I, sure. I watched this game with a bunch of friends. and We were all just like... Why would you do that? Well, I was after the Nick game. I was like, oh, I'll watch some football. <laughs> yeah. So I went over to my friend's apartment and watched the game. And we're all just whooping it up every time they show Tommy DeVito. Because we knew they were going to lose this game by 40 points, and they right. did. But it was fun. It's fun to watch Tommy DeVito and his, you know, parents who look exactly like you would expect. Right. Uh, out there in Dallas, you know, the kid's having the time of his life and uh, sucking it up. But who cares? And honestly, the season's over, and they should just be tanking. And yeah. They got to bring Can't back Dable. And I, they got to bring back Dable. That's that's my opinion on it. You can't keep firing coaches every two years. You they do. We, we've gone over that. You can't get back on this carousel um, of like having two. Besides, who are you going to bring in? I honestly, I, I trust Dable and Shane more than anybody that I could even yeah, think of like, that they would bring in. Especially with the it's way fine. the Giants hire coaches. It's like, yeah. what, they're going to bring in like Mike Munchak or it's something? It's fine. Like, just keep it rolling. Like, this is a, a, it's a weird year. Just move on. Um, Tommy DeVito is never going to be your quarterback again. So like, Let it's not Tommy like, cook. Okay, Tommy is fun to watch. I did not watch. Uh, I watched one snap of that Cowboy game because I was busy and I realized I missed nothing. No, uh, it just it's the same old shit. You know they were going to lose that game by a million points and they did, and that's all. And you know you can't even be mad because this is what they should be doing. They should be trying to get a, as good a pick as possible. All right, so thoughts on the Jets, um, because this game that they had against the Raiders went about as bad, well, I don't want to say as bad as you'd expect, because first of all, I think a lot of people expect them to win this game, which Craziness. I, I don't, I, I know why, it's just stupid to expect anything of Zach Wilson, even though he wasn't really the problem in this game, but still, not ideal. Did you see the video of Fireman Ed on the plane? That was really stupid, too. <laughs> That what guy, a weirdo. That guy was a Dolphins fan when he was growing up, by the way. Guys, <laughs> he's anyway. also like, I don't know, man. Like, that's lame. You retired. Pick a lane. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, he's a loser. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For I mean, I don't know. Robert Sala, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I really do like the guy. I So many penalties. It's just, it's killing the team. I mean, like... This is why I, I said I'm not a huge solid guy. It's like it's like every it reminds me of the Rex Ryan Bills almost, where it's like every yeah. time they have a big play at all, you know the flag is coming. It's you coming instinctively right back. know it, and it's always something weird. It's not even all it's not even all just like random holds. It's like strange. They had like a snap violation. I think like it's just weird penalties. Right, and it's I, the pre snaps. Right, it's like the shit well, that they are like the post snaps. Like it's well, yeah, but it's also it's like it's not. It's not stuff that you're like, oh, well, the refs are calling a weird game or whatever. No, it's no, not that. It's the Joe team Beningo, is a problem. Joe Beningo did say that the NFL wanted the Raiders to win the game, which, you know. Why? What does the NFL stand to gain? And if the Jet, does he understand that if the Jets win that game, it's more of a likelihood that Aaron Rodgers does anything he can to come back, which would be the biggest story in football in, like, two decades? Yeah, don't question fan logic. It's, I, yeah, not, it's, it's not worth it. I, I know. Trust me. I know. Um. Yeah. Bad clock management too. At the end, there just didn't seem like they really believed they could win the game. Although Zach Wilson did get off an amazing throw. He did. <laughs> to the he game. did. That might. It should. I wouldn't say should have been caught, but could have been caught. 
for a game-winning Hail Mary. It was truly an incredible throw. He's rolling out to the side and just slings it across his body like howitzer going 60 yards in the air. It's one of those plays that when he shuts his brain off and he just allows his body to do what it knows how to do, he he plays pretty well. And, like, it's it's the reason that he got drafted where he got drafted. It doesn't mean that he's going to be better because he no, flashes stuff like better. that. There's not, it, That's not possible for him. That's not the pro- The talent has always been there. It's not the problem with him. The problem is the decision-making and the fact that they cannot consistently get him to play like that because his brain gets in the way of him doing anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. And the other thing, I say this every fucking week, but Aaron Rodgers, sh- 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 go away. You're he not coming. He's not coming back this away. year. He's not coming back this year. I said this four weeks in episode one. I said he lied about what was wrong with him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like, it's the only thing that makes sense. He's got a high ankle sprain. He, yeah. He's a he's an attention whore loser. I know. So, yeah, he's not coming back this year anyway. But other than that, I mean, I'm just really sick of seeing his face. Um, I, I've i stayed away from it recently. I'm if, proud of myself. If he went to prison, I think I would be happy. I think we can make up a crime and send him there. Uh, parody. Um, <laughs> uh, medical malpractice. Yeah, sure. I, I am just, um, yeah, I mean, and the defense is incredible, as always, and we knew that. And I did say on one of our earlier episodes, I didn't quite know if it was championship level. I do think this defense is championship level now that I've seen them beat every no, good quarterback good. they played into the ground. They're good. Um, I truly think they're incredible, and I think their season is just being wasted by this uh, just inept offense and, and like this I say, is yeah. yeah go ahead no go ahead no Sorry. just like last thing like i said last week every single player rogers brought in is actively hurting the team yeah. and it's just it, it's a it's a tough scene over there yeah not great remember when uh excuse me sorry remember at the beginning of the year when everybody said that aaron Rodgers was like the third best player in new york that was funny yeah uh um, he's not even a player no he, he's, he doesn't play he's literally not he played three snaps um but that's beside the point uh what i was gonna say is that the reason that sala uh has any credibility left at all is because this defense is so good because he was a defense guy They're right incredible. that's like he was the 49ers defensive coordinator for years and they were great when he was there uh here's the thing though rob bobbert uh, you have to do both sides of the ball, man. Like it's yeah. they, the offense is so pathetic. Like you can only get so far with this defense, and like you know, even I, I think even the two thousand Raiders, I'm sure, were relatively competent offensively. Like, Ravens, you know, Ravens, Ravens. What did I say? <laughs> Raiders. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes, the two thousand yeah. Ravens were much more competent than this yeah. offensively. They blew out the Giants in the Super Bowl. I can't imagine this team scoring thirty seven points or whatever the Ravens scored in that game. Yeah. Um I just really Also Trent Tilfer was a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. Can we just like, Yeah, un- unquestionably. Yeah. Uh, I just really the problem on offense is that they've got so many problems. It's like you can't even pick one to fix. You got a terrible offensive line. You got receivers outside Garrett Wilson who can't catch. You've got a bad offensive coordinator in Nate Hackett. Right. You've got a bad quarterback and you've got you keep giving the ball to running backs who there's no running back that can get into a rhythm because you keep shifting shifting everything. Well, up. didn't what was it? Michael Carter like fumbled and then got sat for the rest of the game or something like he that. He got cut or today. That's he got cut. Yeah, I missed that actually. He, when did that happen? He got cut uh, earlier this afternoon. He got cut. Whoa. For um, the rookie whose name I want to get Gibson? right, so I'll look it up. No, so he got cut, and uh, they're gonna they're planning on giving more uh, carries to the rookie whose name is Izzy. Oh, Abadakande. Abadakande. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he, he they, they really in, do uh, like him. Yeah, they do. Uh, I know he went to Pittsburgh. Big uh, hard knocks guy too. Which yeah. you should you should have watched it. I know you're not going nope. to now. And there's no reason nope. to. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers ever. I know, but the rest of it was good. Um, it was it was worth watching for like the other stories. Yeah, um, but, I, but yeah. I, yeah, no, I understand that. But Garrett the, Wilson seems like a genuinely great human being. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Like, he should be on a real team. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Abanaconda last year at Pittsburgh for the Pittsburgh Panthers. He's a local team. kid, I think, too. By the way, is he Abanaconda? I think. Oh so, yeah, yeah, you're right. Born in Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, last year for the Pittsburgh Panthers in college, put up 1,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, just a really solid college career. He's a fifth rounder, and the Jets are going to see what. 
they can get out of him because Dalvin Cook doesn't seem like the juice is worth the squeeze at this point, <laughs> as I've been saying since the season started. And Brees Hall uh, may be feeling the effects of that Achilles tear. I think he's down to like 2.2 yards of carry over the last Oof. few games. Yeah, uh, not so as explosive since. Yeah, uh, not as explosive these few past weeks. few games. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who, who knows what the Jets Maybe I mean, that Giants game fucked him up because didn't he have a big – he had a big run in that game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But I, I mean, I don't yeah. know. It, it's like what team is going to show up week to week? I, I have no, right. I have no idea. Um, right. Yeah, uh, and then see, that's the thing that you don't have to worry about with the Giants anymore. And it, you that's know why it's <laughs> it's so nice being a Giants fan. You just turn your brain off, and you know. Yeah, you know what team's going to show up each week, and it's the one that sucks ass. Yeah, you enjoy the crash. <laughs> uh, yeah. So should I do my uh, free pick of the week? Oh right? yeah, what do you got? All right, we got this Saturday, November eighteenth birthday of two of my dear friends shout out to both of them i'm not going to say their names because i don't know if they'd be cool with that but that's so makes for great radio Go <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> Reem and Ken, happy we're birthday. not going to talk about okay uh, so oh, happy birthday you guys okay so um this is illinois and iowa playing fs1 uh, at 3.30 p.m., this game is in iowa the over under is 30 and a half which is extremely low I would take the under. These are two horrible teams. For reference, <laughs> Illinois had Tommy DeVito at quarterback last year. Wow. It had a good year. Last year? Last year. Had a good Wasn't year. Wasn't he at Syracuse in 2017? Oh, yeah. He's old. How long was he in college? You, you can just be in college forever now. I guess. Um, wow. Iowa, as we all know, uh, they did fire Brian Ferentz, their embattled offense coordinator, son of the head coach, so that must have been tough for the old man. Oof. Uh, they they did fire him, but he is coaching out the season for some bizarre reason. Uh, what? And so, Yeah, uh, yeah, it's insane. He's still coaching? Yeah, so he took over in 2017. They've basically been unable to score a point since then. So in case you don't know, before this season, they put in a thing in his contract that said if he didn't score 25 points per game, his contract would automatically have to be restructured. So basically he'd be gone. Um, and then they're not even close. They're not even close to 25 points per game. So they announced that he's out after the season. Uh, but wow, it does. Yeah, he's coaching out the rest of the season, so he's still there. So That's so normal. It, number 22, <laughs> Iowa will put up no more than 15 points in this game and probably win the game 15 to three because that's how they win games. So yeah, take the under under 30 and a half this weekend, Illinois, Iowa. There you go. Works for your pick of the week. All right, and and one last thing before we close. Uh, just a shout out to the boys. One of my favorite shows ended this past week, the Trill Weathers show. Uh, just a shout, general shout-out to the gang, uh, Tyler Coley, Scoob, YC, and Jam. Just uh, The bro's laughing at me, but those are their names. Um, <laughs> I did not. Just, I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> just a show I watched every day. Uh, just really great sports content, really inclusive community. One of the few sports shows I felt that you know made a valiant effort to be like actively anti-racist and anti-homophobic and anti-all-the-bad-shit that we want to get out of sports. Um and just really, really made me sad to see uh, the company end that. So, um, awesome. yeah. Who, so who was the, rest again, in peace I, to the I, I did not. Show. I did not know anything about this uh, at all. So. Yeah, just some old barstool guys who left barstool when all that shit went down and uh, yeah. went to Underdog Fantasy. Which <laughs> all what? The, there's so much that that could oh, be referring yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's it's. We'll, we won't get into it. But um, fair enough. Yeah, they went to Underdog Fantasy and they had a show there. I watched it every day, daily sports show and. Yeah, they just uh, cut him this week uh, out of nah. nowhere, and um, I if I, I'm not going to take any big stances on this show, but I will say if you gamble with Underdog Fantasy, I would take your business elsewhere. Maybe <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah, that's it. Shout out to TWS, TWS Nation. We ride forever. All right, there you go. That's it for me. All right. Um, well, with that, I think that'll probably do it for us here this week. Uh, Morg, will Juan Soto be a Yankee the next time we record? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Let's say yes. Why not? Why not? Something good let's can happen. It, let's make it fun. I got. I got a trip yeah. this weekend. You know, I'm. I'm, I'm going to be out of town. Maybe actually, good will be happening. Here's here's what I will actually leave us on. Um, what's more likely, Juan Soto is a Yankee this year, or Brian Cashman is not? It's far more likely that Juan Soto is on the Yankees. Brian Cashman will never get fired. He will die in office, and they'll have the like the cadaver sign out, like they did with the old dead popes when they put him on trial after they died. That's what they're going to do with Brian Cashman. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Unfortunately. All, All right. right. That'll do it. Keep an eye out for Brian Cashman's clips. Later, everyone. Be good. Bye.